Welcome to the Static Zone podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TV had a static, snowy coverage channel before you popped in your VHS or switched over to Channel 3. With me is the human tornado himself, Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones, and the sensei of female kung fu army, I'm Scotty Mo. That's right, you guessed it. We're watching, to end out Black History Month, we've got Dolomite, and Dolomite is my name. So we're doing a double feature, um, maybe a one and a half, depending on how you look at it, really. We'll figure out, maybe it's <laughs> three and a fourth, who knows, everybody. Um, but yeah, this that's what my we're going to be doing, week, and so. <laughs> these are Corey's picks, so he's going to be taking the reins, and I'm going to just toss that tornado right over to him. Go, I got my hot chocolate, I'm ready. Yeah, this is uh this is our first time we've ever done something of this caliber. And the only reason that I, I so I so we did Action Jackson last episode and I was like, oh, this is it kind of just fell perfectly. We're like, Action Jackson is kind of it was built off of boys black exploitation films. So why don't we just go to the granddaddy of all black exploitation films, uh, Dolomite? And then I was like, wait, we should watch Dolomite is my name, but I think we I think we need to watch Dolomite. And then to understand what the references and everything are in Dolomite is my name. I think we did it right because you have no background with either of these movies, right? Correct. I think we did it wrong. Uh, I think that. Oh, OK. Yeah, um, we'll get into it. But in my opinion, I the Dolomite movie should have been the last thing I watched. And we'll we'll get into more reasons why. Um I okay. had to, this overall felt like a, uh, one of the, I, I was reminiscent of my English honors classes in high school where I had to receive some cliff notes to understand why something was important. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, we'll dive in here, but go ahead and yeah. tell us what everything's about that we're talking about. Yeah. So for, we'll go into the synopsis of the movies when we start to talk about them. But I wanted to give a little background on Rudy Ray Moore. So for people that don't know, uh, Rudy Ray Moore was a I mean, he was really a jack of all trades. Like he dabbled in almost everything entertainment wise. Like he would do comedy stand up. He recorded uh, musical albums. He, I mean, ultimately became a film director or a film producer and ended up, up like his team, which I believe is uh what was it? Something international. Generational uh, comedy international inter- or something. Yes, that's what it was. They ended up making seven movies total. But just to give a little background, uh, and I didn't know this until I actually watched uh, Dolomite is My Name back in 2019 when it first came out that uh, Rudy Ray Moore was actually born and raised in Fort Smith, Arkansas, which for people that don't know, that's like four hours away from me. And that's I'm like, oh, that's pretty it. cool. It's Hometown not- heroes. But I've never I've been to Fort Smith once, maybe twice in my entire life. So, <laughs> uh, but he eventually moved to Akron, Ohio, and then Milwaukee. So he kind of like moved from Arkansas up north and then up even farther north until he finally 
after serving in the U.S. Uh, Army, he uh, actually was part of a unit that was over in Germany. He was actually nicknamed the Harlem Hillbilly because he would always do basically covers of country songs, but in an R&B style, which is very important because we'll talk about his importance to the R&B world. Uh, but shortly after that, he developed an interest in comedy after he was after he left the army. Uh, he moved to Seattle, Washington, and then Los Angeles, where he started recording uh, some rhythm and blues songs. And once you start go to watch Dolomite is my name, that kind of that's kind of how the movie starts is where. Rudy Ray Moore's character and then Snoop Dogg's character are kind of having a back and forth. And he's showing like, oh, I did this song and all that stuff. Uh, and basically that gives you kind of like if you read that you're kind of up to date where dolomite is my name starts and then dolomite is my name we'll get into it but it gives a little backstory on how rudy ray moore and then about halfway through is when you're like oh he's making dolomite now which mm -hmm. i think isn't too bad uh but that's kind of the background on rudy ray moore uh I found out about Rudy Rudy Ray Moore probably about five years ago, which surprise and shocker to nobody. I found out who he was through Red Letter Media because they also have a you know a very high appreciation for Rudy Ray Moore. And but I keep talking about him. Let's get into the synopsis of the movie. So the actual Dolomite movie, 1975, is when the movie was released. Uh, the synopsis is, after he is released from jail from being wrongfully convicted, Dolomite takes on Willie Green and the corrupt police officers who framed him with the help of Queen Bee, an undercover F FBI agent, and an army of female karate escorts. So the, reason, so the reason that even exists is basically in Dolomite is my name, he's like, hey, what do people like to see? What do black people like to see in a movie? And they're like, well, they like they like to see we like to see kung fu, boobies, and action. And that's literally what he made in that movie. He just he didn't know kung fu, but God bless him, he made it work. So yeah, uh, we were very confused that this movie was listed under comedy and and waiting for the jokes continually. <laughs> it's not that way of funny. It's funny just because you're like, oh, this is bad funny. Like, mm. but it becomes self like it's I think at first when they were filming the movie, they were probably going for a serious tone. And Dolomite is my name kind of makes fun of that at one point in the movie. And then they yeah. just kind of like realized, oh, people are kind of like laughing at this and making fun of it. Instead of getting mad at that, let's just embrace it. And mm. thank God that they did, because yeah. the budget for Dolomite in 1975, it was released on April 26, 1975, and it was distributed by Dimension Pictures. Not, the budget uh, was like clarity. I want to clarify not new dimension who does like scream and stuff because I got that. No, no, no. Just, just dimension. Just pictures. dimension. Yeah. Uh, the movie was made on a budget of probably it was around. It's estimated like 100,000 to 140,000 around there. You know what that is in, in uh, this year money or whatever? Probably at least a couple million. Mm -hmm. But the movie ended up making 10 to 20 million. I'm sorry, 10 to 12 million in 1975, which is bonkers. It was yeah. a it was a phenomenon on how popular it was. Like people were waiting out like around corners just to watch this movie because it's everything like Rudy Ray, like Eddie Murphy's character says, it's everything that the black pe black community wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And I will say that I've until re I'd always known about Dolomite, but I never sat down and actually watched it until 
I'd watched Dolomite is my name tons. Me and my wife watched this probably three or four times a year. Like we love this movie. So I was like, okay, we're going to do the, the podcast. I need to sit down with Dolomite. And I'm like, I'm wa- I'm watching through some of it. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a little rough. It's yeah, a little rough. There are some <laughs> but, shots that are like on a face for like 10 seconds. There's I'm just like, I didn't need to see Rudy Ray Moore's nipples for that long, but nope. here we are. You so, got him. <laughs> Uh, I think I actually, because I watched a YouTube version. I think I watched, I might have watched an edited version. Oh, it's because on Tubi. I know I saw that, but then like, there's just there was a channel that was just like, hey, this is a retrospective of the movie, and I was like, what does that mean? They're like, it's nothing. We just put that there so we can upload the movie without getting in trouble. Yep. But it, it's I think at the end the credits were the Vinegar Syndrome credits. So I think it was because Vinegar Sy- yeah, Syndrome re-released uh... this not too long ago. I don't have the exact date on that, but Vinegar nice. Syndrome and Shout Factory are the jam. Oh, so. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Xenon Pictures or something distributed the newer mm-hmm. versions of these. The newer release like of it. The updated, yeah. quote unquote. Uh, so I'll go through. So what kind of what, what I want to do is we'll go through Dolomite, talk a little bit about it in a cast and all that, and then we'll merge into Dolomite is my name because I think we might have more to say about Dolomite is my name. Uh but you have no idea oh, where this podcast is going, sir. Oh, my God. Uh, I also, love it. Then we need to get into the habit of doing this. Um, OK, Dolomite is available on Tubi. Dolomite is my yeah. name is available on Netflix. So if, uh, we yes. just we, we have not not a single episode. Have we started by saying where we watch them? So we always <laughs> end it like, oh, I think it was on Tubi. So yeah. <laughs> or uh, not Tubi. But like I said, uh, like yeah, I said, I it was released. It was released on your man. Is your back hurting? Because you're yeah, carrying this podcast. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, it was directed by Derville Martin, uh, who was uh, who directed really only two movies, which was Dolomite and Disco Nine Thousand. Uh, the screenplay was by Jerry Jones, and the original concept, but was by Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, the movie is starring Rudy Ray Moore, who plays Dolomite, who was in Disco Godfather, The Human Tornado, and Petey Wheatstraw, which. I have seen P.D. Wheatstraw, and I I really like that movie. There's references to P.D. Wheatstraw in Dolomite Is My Name, which is we'll get into with the trivia and stuff. And okay. uh, Der- Derville Martin uh, uh, starred in the movie as Willie Green, uh, who was he was also in Rosemary's Baby, Disco 9000, uh, Blind Rage. And there's another movie that I can't say the words of, but go look him up on IMDb. So... <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones also plays, uh, he's in the movie, he plays Blakely, who is the F- undercover FBI agent. He was also in Disco Godfather, Tender Mercies, The Long Goodbye, and then Lady Reed, who plays Queen Bee, Disco Godfather, The Human Tornado, P.D. Wheatstraw. She's, she was like part of Rudy Ray Moore's crew, so of course she was in all those movies. The squad. Basically, and then uh, the only reason I bring up High Pike for people that don't know, High Pike plays Mayor Daly in the movie. He is in Blade Runner and a fantastic B movie called Hack Lantern, where he is given the entire scenery to just chew and he owns that. He is the reason you watch that movie. It is such a very it's a horror movie that takes place. It's Halloween themed. It's a horror movie and it's so B. It's so good. But hi, this is a very because I was like watching this. I was like, I know that guy. I was like, is that that's not Curtis Armstrong. It's not such and such. And I looked up. I was like, oh, my God. Hi, Pike. OK, there we go. 
uh he his character is not referenced at all in dolomite is my name so that's why i did not understand where that was going when i watched dolomite gotcha uh interesting and let's see. I said the budget was about 140,000. It made 10 somewhere around 10 and 12 million, which is ridiculous amount of money back then. And uh yeah, that's kind of the rundown on Dolomite. All right. There it is. So, uh, what did you think about Dolomite? <laughs> okay. Uh well, Dolomite, you know, I thought as we're watching this, I'm like maybe I'm just not a fan of movies from the seventies. And I was like, I was trying to think of movies from the seventies that I like because, and like Rachel and I were racking our brains and she likes the exorcist. And, um, that was As do I. the first, uh, uh, Friday the 13th was in the seventies. I think first alien was in the seventies. Yeah, um, 79. and, uh, and I'm like, I can only think of Mitchell, which is Jodon Baker. And I only know that because it's the first <laughs> MST I ever bought. Uh, and yeah, I'm just right. like, and I don't really, uh, the, the, just like the 80s are the place to be in my head. And the, the fashion. That's when we were born too. So. Yeah. But like the fashion, just everything about the 70s is so loud in the wrong ways with from the shag carpet to the bright <laughs> clothes to the mm-hmm. gigantic collars on things like it was just um i guess you know maybe it's a i'm not gonna sit here and analyze the fashion but the 50s were so different and like kind of um i don't know what a word is for it organized or like together whereas the 70s just literally exploded you know well that's when drugs got big too so <laughs> yeah yeah um but so because and the reason i say that because this movie is bad i'm just gonna say it dolomite is a poorly edited poorly shot poorly directed film and i the whole time we're watching this i'm like good lord i'm just like i don't think i hate this but it is this is hard to sit through and by that i mean like i was so so bored with what was going on because nothing was happening for most of the I scenes. I looked away a few times to do Yeah, things, and then it's so. like, oh, I guess there's sex now. Uh, this is longer than any of the plot they were trying to convey. <laughs> and I'm not talking about any piece of the sex. I'm just talking about the scene. And I'm like, oh, my right. God, how often am I going to see this guy naked? Um, the one, so the one where I was watching and the, the, the version I was watching, there's that scene where he goes to take his pants off. And I was like, please cut. And it cut. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's... I, I have to agree. It's it's rough to watch now, but when I when I was watching it, I was watching it as like being a white person in the seventies, seeing this movie for the first time, and how much of a shock it must have been. Probably, like, yeah. Just to see all that on screen, and you're and like, also, "What the this fuck is, is going like, on?" It reminded me real quick, like, "Oh yeah, this is before there was a ratings board for movies." Sure. As hell, oh yeah. yeah. And this is um, back when Deep Throat was big. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what they yeah, that's what they said in the other one there. And the um, uh, there was something else from and I can't remember now. Oh, like we were like, where's the comedy? When is it going to be funny? And like he does. I, I know nothing about Rudy Ray Moore. I knew nothing going into mm-hmm. this about him. I just turned the movie on and we watched it. And when we were going through this, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get through a second movie for Corey this week with how this one's going? And like, cause I didn't know it was Eddie Murphy. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, um, yeah. and, uh, so, but like, 
uh, every time I look up Dolomite, or when I, not every time, when I was looking up Dolomite, like other stuff like Black Dynamite popped up and tons of people have quoted yeah. or told me to watch that movie. So like I knew of this character and oh, also throughout this whole thing, I was thinking like, I can only think of like Mitchell and the video game Vigilante 8. This is just making me want to play Vigilante 8 because that's the <laughs> only thing I've like enjoyed that was themed around the 70s and stuff. And it was very right. jarring. There's and a the lot time, of old cars in this movie. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just like, maybe this is just so far out of my wheelhouse that I just cannot comprehend how this is a comedy. And then his he, he was going into his act and I'm like, I guess this is what he's known for. And it. The, yeah. the quality of the film was not great. I, I think you're going to struggle to find it anywhere. So it was hard for me. Like the mix was rough between when he was doing his act between the music and like being able to actually understand, uh, not understand, mm -hmm. but hear the punchlines um, yeah. and things like that. So, uh, but like I could go through some of my notes. I don't know. It Please. was hard to watch, dude. Like, especially the scene where he's in jail and he's talking to the uh, commissioner or whatever the hell he is, a warden, I guess. And I'm just like, who is the actor? What's going on? Why is... And there's just shots on his face when he's not saying anything. And there's also no expression in his face. Um, the, oh, I I, one of my so notes much. here, go, like going through the scenes, I was just taking notes. One of my notes here is brothel, and yep, that was when I asked you, "Is this movie anything other than porn?" There's a lot of sexual scenes in, in this. I don't. The version I watched, I never, I never saw a dong, so that's good. But there's lots of boobles and uh, lots of. It got to the point oh. that I was fast forwarding through the sex scenes because I'm just like, I want to actually watch a movie. If I want to find porn, I can go on the internet. <laughs> That's fine. That's that's fine. And now now thinking about it, I was like, eh, he probably should watch Dolomite as my name first and then watch Dolomite. Now that what I, think I should about have it. done was watch that first, then watch one of his uh, acts. So the order yeah. that we did this was we watched Dolomite and then we watched Dolomite as my name last night. And then uh, today um, I watched I found his show from one of his shows in New York. Uh, like I forget what the the wetlands or something was the venue um oh, and okay so like because i did not understand why this guy mattered i really did not and so that's why I f that's why i say it's like honors english where you know macbeth is one of my favorite stories but when i was reading it for the class and stuff i'm like why the fuck is this person talking about a stain on their shirt for so long so and then i learned more about symbolism and uh, and all that good shit. Uh, right, right, right. That school helps you learn, kids, so stay in it and drink your milk. But this movie, like, when I was looking up Rudy Ray Moore and stuff, I was like, oh, he essentially created rap. And, yes. um, and so, yeah, I wish I knew that before going into it. I should have done exactly the opposite of what I did. I should have watched one of his uh, shows and then mm. watched Dolomite is my name and then watched Dolomite because it was it would have been a lot less of a jagged pill to swallow at that point because it was like we were so hesitant to watch dolomite is my name and then i watched a trailer i'm like oh this is eddie murphy i don't know how i well i kind of know if, if something gets released on just netflix it's very easy to miss unless you have friends that are yes, talking about it it is um yeah. so that explained why like i didn't know about that or any and also eddie murphy's like I don't know. I think he peaked at Beverly Hills Cop. So that's that's another discussion for another time. But um, but like the uh, I, I did write down some quotes. 
Um, but I watched his show and like what he's done is, um, and, and of course, you know, as a drummer, I really dig this too, because I do, I, I believe that it probably started how Eddie Murphy portrayed it, where he was already on stage and there was a drummer that's just on stage for whatever's going on. Uh, and Mm -hmm. so he does some rim shots, but then he's like, all right, put, you know, um, put some uh, (laughs) rhythm behind it and everything. And I was like, that's really cool. And then, but then like watching the movie Dolomite, I was like. I think he's just doing slam poetry right now. And I can't really understand what's happening. Again, the mix (laughs) is just rough. So yeah, I couldn't tell that he was telling jokes. I thought he was just like literally storytelling, which is one in the same kind of, but, um, so like once I learned that he was essentially telling stories over, uh, blues and funk and stuff, and then that it's actually jokes, like his show is pretty much a party and it's pretty much him, speaking over a band performing which i'm sure it didn't start yeah. like that i'm sure it built up like that so that for mitch me mitch hedberg did that in one of his as well uh, okay comedian um hedberg yeah but like for me as a drummer and performer that's fucking awesome and like i was really digging watching his show even though i'm not into the vulgarity of it really at all um but right. a lot of it's pretty funny and then with dolomites my name will get into it more but it made more sense how this movie probably came together. I'm sure some stuff is super duper exaggerated. Oh, oh um, yeah, romanticized. Yeah. But also, Dolomite is my name was edited and actually put together yeah. like a movie. It was um, it was a movie from this decade, is what you're saying. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the only like in terms of notes, so that I guess that's my two cents. I didn't know how to like. I really didn't want to come into this episode and be like. What the fuck, Corey? What do you just wish that you lived in this time? I don't understand why you enjoyed this movie. And like, uh, because we like I, bad I, movies, I don't enjoy but we like good movies. Much. But yeah, OK. Um, like, I mean, my notes are just my typical notes for kind of going through scenes and stuff. Um, yeah. But like the <laughs> killed little Jimmy, I have that as a bullet point. Just little Jimmy. That's just well, it's always so any kid the- is little Jimmy. <laughs> The dialogue is really because it's like, why did they kill little Jimmy? And then it goes to the next scene. It's like he was he was just walking with his girlfriend. And then the you next have scene, no like, idea. He was just walking with his, yeah. You have no concept of when it's a flashback or not in this thing. No idea. There's like one little like woo woo thing. And then that's it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and right. it's it's so the dialogue is rough. The 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 like just ADR, especially when it gets to the f- third act where it's in the club and there's like singing and you can obviously tell that it was overdubbed very poorly. Yeah. Which there was like a boom mic for this room. Yeah. There's a lot where it's just like, Oh, the boom mic. Like there's one part where at the beginning where he's shooting, making the one guy dance and he looks over his right shoulder where the women aren't and you yeah. can't hear him. But then he goes over to the left. You're like, Oh, that's where the mic was. So Oops. Yeah. But so I, I, if I had not seen Dolomite is my name and then I watched Dolomite the first time, I probably would have been like, this movie's kind of like, eh. But now, since I watched Dolomite is my name and I understand the significance of who Rudy Ray Moore and his crew was, it makes me, when I go back and watch Dolomite, I guess the parts that I laughed at, it made me, it reminded me of Dolomite is my name. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool that it's, it's, they, it is a very good besides I'll get into some facts about Dolomite is my name, but it's a very good kind of recreation of what happened. Like it I shows guess. a lot of yeah. like, I mean, it, it shows it does, a lot of does, like how the things scenes, well. scenes were. Yeah. Uh, but 
would I would I recommend this to watch if you've never just seen or known anything about Rudy Ray Moore? No, unless you just have a fond love of those movies from that era, uh, it's a little rough. But I understand its ex- its historical significance, and that's probably why I appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that Rudy Ray Moore did things the way he wanted to do it. Yeah. And he didn't take no for an answer. Right. And th- that's very, ins- it's very inspiring to me and f- to see someone do that in a time where, I mean, 1975 wasn't very long after the civil rights stuff going on. Right. And he was still able to, him and his crew were still able to take a movie that probably if it wouldn't have been successful, he would have been down and out for the rest of his life. Sure. That he took yeah. such a large gamble and it paid off so hard. Like, I have to respect that. And it makes me respect him and a lot of the stuff that he did. And I mean, not only that, but just like how he was just like, I want to do this and I want to be good at it. He goes, I want to be a comedian. I did it. I'm a star. Now I want to be a movie director. Everyone was like, Rudy, you're crazy. And he's like, whatever, we're going to do it. And they did mm-hmm. it. Like that, I I love that. I love it. So I mean, it, it, I'm not going to compare what the things we do to the level of what he, he has done and his crew has done. But it makes me feel like, hey, we're. I mean, especially with Scrubbers. Like I'll talk about it. Like Scrubbers is very like we do things how we want to do it, and that's how we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And if people like, if we get you know people behind us, cool. If we don't, we're still at the end of the day, we have our integrity and our morals. And I feel like that's how Rudy Ray Moore did it. And I got to give props to him on that. It's very punk rock. It is, right? It's very yeah. like, we're going to do things our way. Eat our ass if you don't like it. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, the... I, I'll look up the, the special that I did watch. But um, the end of it was, he's like, and if I did offend anyone tonight, I do sincerely not give a fuck or something like that <laughs> oh it's so it's so <laughs> yeah. raw live that's at the wetlands that's it. what it is live at the wetlands yeah, yeah. it's um, so raw it's unapologetic and they're just like hey we know what we like to do if you like it cool otherwise fuck you like <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's some stuff i did like but like the thing with dolomite the first scene he's yeah. in a prison cell the guard walks up and yeah. says it's time for him to go the 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 camera is on the handle of the door the guard grabs the handle and like slowly this is just the blurred foreground of the movie i'm like oh this is what we're starting on huh okay (laughs) oh oh, and the whole time i'm just like man maybe it's because i just i'm not saying like i make movies or anything but in the back of my head i'm like i i don't know if i'm just pretentious about how movies are made or if this was just how it was in the 70s because I think that was the thing, too, is I don't watch many 70s movies, so I didn't have anything to compare it to. I don't either, especially of this caliber. Like, these are always, like, these style of movies, either whether they be a black exploitation movie or if they're just, like, any other kind of movie from the 70s, like French Connection or anything like that. They're a little, I'm not, they're not my cup of tea. I'm very much yeah. like, I watch The Exorcist because, I mean, Exorcist is a horror movie. That's why I like it. It's very good, and I, it's a very real movie up until the paranormal shit happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But I don't know, like, I have to appreciate Dolomite for what it is. Uh, It's definitely not like in a top 10 or anything like that, but got to give it to Rudy Ray Moore on that. So 
I guess we can go in since we've been talking about Do- Dolomite is my name so much. I guess we should go into Dolomite is my name, right? Yeah, I'll 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 jot down a couple of highlights of Dolomite for myself here. Uh, the okay. quote: "When you were doing time, I put your girls through karate school." All right. <laughs> Uh, which they were already in debt so much to Willie Green, but I guess they had a little bit of side money to make sure everyone learned how to do a karate chop right. Yeah, so. sort of. Um, when he's leaving jail in the beginning, he uh, just strips in the front of the prison, and then he throws the clothes over to the guard. He goes, take these things and wipe your ass with them. Um, and uh, let's, yeah, the other part was when... Um, it is oh yeah 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 he walks up to willie green's table dolomite does and he says it's it's nice to have seen you people but fuck you man <laughs> and then he walks yeah. away uh the, the pool flip the would the, the when he's when dolomite's going to the the mayor's house or whatever or something yeah. i forget exactly and there's two uh, thugs outside waiting for their cue clearly and then they eventually oh, go around that, the corner that's jerry jones yeah jerry jones's character okay oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. but but like he, you know, knocks him out, and the one dude, there were no stunt doubles, there were no stunt people in this movie, no. and he like shoves the dude over a cement bench into the pool. I'm like, holy fucking shit! I gotta watch that again. Where he like does a flip into the pool, yeah. and like if yeah. he had landed the wrong way or just a little bit more force, he would have smacked his head right off the side of the mm. pool. Um, and then the you like uh, that one guy's accent because that one accent's real rough of that henchman, the one that where uh, they first. I don't know the wardrobe for Rudy Ray Moore in some of this part where he's getting busted for having the stuff in his trunk the guy walks up he's like i am fbi and you're like you're not an english native speaking person so (laughs) yeah i don't know i i just i kind of let i guess i let that go um yeah there's uh there's there's a lot that happens and also not um yes watch this movie if you understand what you're getting into don't don't go into this blind is what I will say. I will say I'm a sucker for I mean, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger when he does his cheesy one liner. Same with Stallone and all that other stuff. But when Rudy Ray Moore says, Willie Green, you got 24 hours to get out of town and 23 of them have already passed. I'm like, that's a good line. That's yeah. a good line. That's not too bad. Yeah. So. All right. I'll give the run down i'll let you uh drink a little bit of your hot cocoa i'll give the rundown on uh dolomite is my name so yes. uh dolomite is my name is was released in september 7th uh 2019 and it was distributed originally by netflix uh it was directed by craig brewer who also directed hustle and flow black snake moan and also the coming to america which is the sequel to coming to america coming it's number just, two america yeah this one they replaced the to with a number two so i never watched it i never i didn't hear it got getting bashed or anything like that so maybe it's yeah. an okay movie uh it was written this is what i wanted to bring up it was written by scott alexander and larry uh karazuski who de- who wrote the movie uh the actual bio flick movie that is in the same vein as this movie to ed wood which was in, I think it was 94, starring Johnny Depp. And uh, I don't know who the actor that plays Bella Lugosi, but it ta- it's basically oh, right. kind of the same movie where it's the romanticized version of Ed Wood creating Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, okay. And gotcha. it's a, that movie is much better than Plan 9 from Outer Space. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, that's uh, another one of those worst movie ever. Yeah, things. even though I... Yeah, it's also got Bill Murray in it, which is a real he's really funny in it as well. Mm. So uh, 
maybe I, I need to watch that because I have it on DVD. So uh, he also they also wrote the People versus Larry Flint and a movie called Big Eyes, which I'm not familiar with, but I added it on That's there. That's very recent. Uh, That's a newer one. Yeah. Girl has anime like eyes. Uh, so it's kind of like, what is it? L- Alita Battle Angel? Like her eyes are just uh, slightly too big. I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't I don't know. I haven't seen it. Gotcha. Uh, some of this cast is robust. There is a lot of high, not high, but a lot of notable figures in this movie. And we'll run through some of them. But the the key ones are Eddie Murphy, who plays Reddy, Rudy Ray Moore. I don't think I have to say any movies that he's been in. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, who plays Jerry Jones, he is from the Key and Peele show, uh, and I believe he was in the 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 newer Predator movie. Uh, so, but oh, he's he he, he he writes a lot of stuff and he works on a lot of stuff uh, along with Jordan Peele. Uh, but he's great in the movie too. We have uh, Divine Joy Randolph, who plays Ra- Lady Reed. She's in a few movies. I I didn't none of them really popped out to me. There's like Office Work Party or something. She was in that movie. Uh, I, I apologize if I'm downplaying her, but she's very good in this movie as well. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one because I have something I want to say. But we have Mike Epps, who plays Jimmy, who I believe was uh, one of Rudy Ray Moore's crew, which he did like a lot of the uh, costumes and like set designs and stuff like that. Uh, we have Craig Robinson, who played Ben. He was the musician who actually did the music for the Dolomite movie. Uh, the real Ben did. Uh, Craig Robinson is from Hot Tub Time Machine. This is the end. He's in uh, Pineapple Express. A lot of those comedy movies. I think the most recent thing I saw him on was uh, it was I think it was like a Pizza Hut commercial. I was like, oh, hey, Craig Robinson's on there. Okay. Yep. Uh, Then we have uh, Titus Burgess or Burgess. Uh, He plays Tony, who was kind of the uh, producer of the Dolomite movie. He did ran all the numbers and budget and all that stuff. And uh this actor is most notably known from their character in the incredible or the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, they're really good in that movie as well. Some other ones, you got Chris rocks in there. He's got a scene Snoop dogs in there. Uh, uh, childish Gambino's in there. Uh, who else we got? We got, uh, where is he? Yeah. He was the one that was saying like, coming to Macon, Georgia. Like he was, uh, that was childish Gambino. Oh, one of the radio. Well, he was one of the radio DJs. Uh, T.I. is in here. He's one of he's the guy uh, that uh, Rudy Ray Moore is talking to uh, says says that he's portly. So uh, he's the the movie director on that one. Right. We got there's it's a very. But the one I wanted to bring up besides Eddie Murphy, because Eddie Murphy kind of Eddie Murphy's fantastic in this movie. I want to say he's actually giving a shit in this movie i haven't seen eddie murphy do that in a very actually everybody in this movie seems like they're giving it their all like they're doing very well Mm -hmm. uh but someone that stood out to me and some of the funniest diet lines of dialogue some of the funniest uh movements that he did in the movie was wesley snipes who plays derville martin uh i this might be my favorite Wesley Snipes role that I've ever seen in my life because I legitimately cry with laughter. The first time I saw the movie, some of the mannerisms, because he plays Derville Martin. I don't know if this is how he really was in the actual directing of the movie, but he Wesley Snipes gives him very like, I don't even fucking want to be here, but I'm just mm-hmm. here because I wanted to direct a movie. Yeah. And but some of the lines where the delivery which this is in the trailer too where rudy ray moore after the first kung fu fight scene he goes uh he goes how did that look 
shoot do we have to reshoot it again and wesley snipe goes i have what is it he goes i see no reason to shoot it again yeah <laughs> and the delivery of that line and then right after that uh he goes did it look good and then <laughs> wesley snipe just goes mm, and like tilts his head <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard every time and oh it's just it is a very good crew for i mean mike epps is just really just playing mike epps like he's not even trying to do like a like that's just how mike epps is so (laughs) but i love mike epps he's very good in this movie uh that's kind of uh oh uh bob odenkirk's in the movie he's the head of dimension films right uh so there's lots of essentially Basically, I don't know what the relationship between uh, Generations uh, Incorporated and Dimensions Films was, but mm-hmm. he, I like Bob Odenkirk, so there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do a little quick budget. Uh, so the budget for this movie was about, I believe, around $12 million, which is kind of ironic because that's about how much the original Dolomite movie made. Uh, and I really couldn't find box office numbers for it because originally it was released on Netflix. But I will say, unless, Scotty, you found some numbers, I will say, though, it is has been uh, nominated for many awards for, like, Best Comedy of, you know, 2019 and all that stuff. I don't know if it actually won the awards. I think they just got nominated. But I we watched this movie when it, around the time it came out in 2019. And I want to say that I am in the double digits of watching this movie now. Like... I we legitimately it, we when you go on Netflix, everyone does it. You go on Netflix, search for 30 minutes because you don't know what to watch unless you absolutely know what you want to watch. Right. And then we're just like, ah, let's just watch Dolomite is my name again. It's a good uh, two hour funny movie. And it doesn't even feel like it's two hours. I'm trying so. to find. Yeah, I was on I'm perusing IMDb because sometimes they'll at least have a link to where you can find the numbers. But there's not really IMDb. Yeah, it's weird somehow. release. <laughs> Uh, so I got I I want I don't know if there is a Blu-ray Blu-ray release of this movie, but as soon as I find out if there is one, I will be buying it. It's the same that happened with uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. That was a Netflix original movie, and then it came out on Blu-ray, and I was like, "Yep, bought that." So I own it on Blu-ray because that movie is fantastic as well. Uh, but no, and I I can't I can't stress this enough. This is probably Dolomite is my name is a I feel like it is probably a very romanticized version of how the production of Dolomite and like how Rudy Ray Moore got into the comedy scene and all that stuff. I because I don't know the full story. And at the end of the day, this is a movie movie. So it's a biopic, but it's a foe. It's not even a foe. It's just a biopic style of movie. Well, I want to know what happened to the hobo. Oh, Rico? <laughs> yeah. I want, if that happened like that, I mean, Dolomite stole his material very flat out, and he enhanced it and made it into a show. But, like, right. I was waiting for the hobo to come back and him to just buy him a chicken dinner or something uh, for, I don't know, get him a drink or I something. mean, the way the movie portrays it is he's up front and says, like, hey, this is I'm going to give you guys some money and some hooch, and I want to record your stories. And they were like, cool. So yeah. maybe that's consent. So I don't know, In the uh, or maybe I don't know back then either. Maybe Rudy Ray Moore actually paid him like after he get made some money. He was like, thank you for, you know, basically giving me my career. So mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know the full logistics on it and everything. So right. But uh, and the way this movie works is this is this movie isn't just about the Dolomite movie. It starts with right before Dolomite or I'm sorry, right before Rudy Ray Moore 
becomes basically the comedy star that he becomes. It, mm-hmm. the, the scene opens with Snoop Dogg being a radio DJ in the record store that Rudy Ray Moore is the well, assistant manager of. They, you got to set it up the way they they did. It looked like he was just in a in a radio studio, like yeah, he was at that's a radio what it looked station. like at first. And Snoop Dogg saying like, "I only play the hits and stuff like that." And then he kicks him out, and you see that he's just a fucking DJ in a fucking record store. Yeah, not even. Yeah. I don't think anyone gives a shit if you don't play the hits in this store. So, you know, yeah. it. and I was, I was, was like, concerned at first too, because this first scene, he's, he is very much pouring on the Axel Foley act at first. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, I hope it's not just him just phoning it in. Uh, and he's not, he, he gets to slows down his dialogue essentially, um, from being Axel Foley as, as the movie progresses. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a I mean, it was a, it was a nice little bait and switch, but it was also it, what I'm saying is how it started with him talking to him like he's a record producer or something in a, in a yeah, studio yeah, or something yeah. almost to then just literally turn the corner. And it's just he's just as much a schmuck as as Rudy Ray Moore is because he's just the the background music in a record store. He's not even like in a club or anything, you know. Like they, so, they might be broadcasting on like a local radio station right, or something like maybe. that, but it's nothing crazy. Yeah, so, so but that gives even more substance to Rudy Ray Moore's character because you're like, oh, he can't even get his little music in yeah, a geeky record store. So, yeah, yeah, they're most, yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg's character is like a level above the schmuckery that uh, Rudy mm-hmm. Ray Moore is working in the record store. So but. I will say that I kind of like this the uh Ringle Ding Dong like when they actually play that song. So yeah, the version they play, that's actual the version that they he finally plays as a little joke once Rudy Ray Moore becomes or once Eddie Murphy's character becomes the com- comedian star. Uh that is the actual that's actual Rudy Ray Moore singing that. Okay. And you're just like and you're like ringle ding dong ding dong ding I'm like all right I get I get I get jive with this a little bit like this is okay. Yeah. And uh but basically, it, it it boils down to like you said too, like Rico comes in and he starts doing that very like, you the know, hobo. yeah, the hobo. Th- he does the slam poetry rapping is basically kind of what it what is. That's what his was. Yeah, that was straight up slam poetry for sure. Yeah, and then like, or Eddie Murphy's character, Rudy Ray Moore, he sees it. And he's just like, there's something here. Like he immediately right. Rico the he hobo pick, he picked immediately up on the drew a that crowd he, that the, I don't think the hobo yeah. even knew he was going into the rhythm and the 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 flow of it, yeah yeah. So and then uh, basically he does that he goes and hangs out with him and then he becomes Rudy Ray Moore basically he becomes Dolomite. Well, at that point, I, one thing I want to mention before we get away from it, just for the sake of okay, uh, 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 scene by scene bullshit here. He begs his, is it his aunt or is it his mom? I can't remember. It's his auntie, yes. Yeah. I love and this scene. She, it, it's fun. It's just, you know, it's it's family. It's it's all, if you could say in a word, this is about kind of family in, in your community, this movie. It overall. is, yeah. And, and, so, and so, like, he's begging her for money, essentially, and says that he wants to do something like a comedy act, but it's not going to be clean. Not gonna, and she's like, <laughs> oh, not family-centric like that Bill Cosby guy. He's so cute. I'm just like, no. Oh, yeah, next? they totally knew what they were doing when they right, that Right, yeah, no, there, but it was so. just like, that caught caught us both off guard, so we were paying a little bit more attention after that. Um, well, the thing is, too, and I'll, I won't tangent too much into bill but bill cosby is known for well i'm not going to say that but he is, was known for telling vulgar comedians hey you don't need to be vulgar and you're just like 
oh, this is the pot calling the kettle black after all the shit we found out about you. Like, right. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a little nuts. But uh, yeah, that scene's great, too, because like she finally says, like, I'm gonna get you, I'll give you the money. He's like, why are you so damn stingy? Give me the money. Like, yeah, <laughs> and he pulls he grabs a butter knife. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty. Good. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a really good, good scene. So uh, legal uh, semantic argument about cocksucking is a line I had to write down. Um, yeah. That but, is true because uh, no one will distribute it because it's very vulgar. You can't play yeah. it on the radio because it's too vulgar. So Rudy Ray Moore, he says, basically, he just says, fuck it. We're going to distribute this how we want to. And mm. I don't know if this was true or not, but if it was true, this is genius. But Craig Robinson's character asks Rudy Ray Moore when they're because they're, everything they do is out of Rudy Ray Moore's living room. They recorded mm. the first Dolomite album in his living room. Yeah. Like and they produced all the vinyls and he, and Craig Robinson's character says, hey, Rudy, what's up with the because they're stamping everything with like a devil that says mm-hmm. uh, rated R or something like that. And he's like, why are we doing why are we putting this on there? He goes, I want it to look like it's something that people shouldn't have because yeah. it's going to make people want it more. And I was right. like, holy shit, that's such a genius tactic because <laughs> I mean, it's it happens with us or even as teenagers, you tell a teenager yeah. not to do something, they're immediately want to do it. Like, so it's night trap. Someone posted something about that in the discord. And I was like, Hey, so yeah. Yeah. The, oh, um, it, it is good. It's good marketing that, and also how he was recording like his, um, essentially demo, but turned it into his mm-hmm. album. Uh, it made me think like, yeah, I guess I never really think about that. Like how a comedian records their first rough takes and stuff. I guess they probably would just like fill up a local place or do something or like, you know, yeah. get. I mean, not that their material is not good, but it's the same as like you got a band that just has whatever homemade recording studio, and they got to throw a demo together to then get then then get to the better. Not nearly as much by today's standards, but yeah, you know, throw together a rough track to then get to the better recording equipment. But yeah, I never thought about that for comedians, like how they would have to record their first album or whatever. Is just fill. Doesn't matter if you've got twelve or five people if they're laughing loud enough. Make it sound, sound like proud, it's a lot. You know? yep. So yeah. Yep. So, but that was a interesting production note uh, that I that I thought of. But um, so yeah, some of the jokes though I did uh, when he started touring and stuff. He went to Mississippi and he said the only place birds fly upside down because there ain't nothing worth shitting on. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I love I love this scene, too, because you get to see and I don't know Lady Reed's actual backstory, but the way he meets Lady Reed and I love like his whole he's being like there's music going on and he's about to be introduced on stage and he's just kind of peeking out of the curtain and he sees this altercation happening at the bar where Lady Reed finds her man with another woman and she decks him the fuck out. And I love the line. He just goes, damn, (laughs) when she punches him out. Yeah. And, uh, that whole interaction. And I want, and if it was like that and there is that, it's a very, it's a very family movie, but in the non-traditional sense. Mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. like Rudy Ray Moore couldn't give a shit about his family. We obviously hear like right. he hates his father. So, but so this is his family and he takes pride in that. And when he meets Lady Reed, he gets that because you're like, oh, Lady Reed's going to be a romantic, uh, 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 I guess you would say Figure interest or something. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not at all, actually. It's she's more of a mother is what right. it really is. Yeah. And it, it's, it's very refreshing to see that. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just because it's a lady doesn't mean she needs to be romanticized. And I, I love their duet when it's just like, we could suck together. Like, it's a very country. Ah, oh, it's so good. Like, it's vulgar, but I don't care. It's 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 so stupid that it that's it's funny. Like, and that's at one point in the movie when they start making Dolomite. And I will say, too, in Dolomite is my name. They are filming some parts of the movie that didn't that aren't in Dolomite. Like the sex oh, scene yeah. mm-hmm. that's in the human tornado. Right. Or it's in like they kind of merged everything to get like the bitch. Are you for real? That's in uh, I think that's in Human Tornado as well. Uh, but that sex scene when he's very nervous about it, he's like, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I can't perform in front of you. Like he's, she's like, just make it funny, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh my god. And then that makes it even better. So if that if that's really how it went, and it was that they were that self aware, mm-hmm. they are. They might be some film fucking geniuses on that man. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a greatest hits of stuff that wasn't actually in the first Dolomite movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, but then we I, get like once. We, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, when they eventually make the movie and then they're trying to go see it, him and his squad and they and one of them goes, uh, let's go see Blackenstein, which I thought was funny because that popped up yeah. when I was trying to find this movie. Uh, yeah. And instead, they watched the most basic white film in the world that has nothing going on. Front page is <laughs> yeah. what it was called. And they're just like, you see their face and you see Mike Epps, Craig, because it's Mike Epps, Craig Robinson's character, uh, Titus's character. I'm sorry, not Titus. Ti- yeah, Titus's character. And then Eddie Murphy, they're sitting in this movie theater and they're just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. But then Rudy sees he's like, because back then to tour, he's literally having to drive everywhere across the and that's takes a lot of time and like mm-hmm. so like taxing and all that stuff and it's it's very smart he's like if i could get my face and name up on these movie screens i can be everywhere at once mm-hmm. and in the world of technology now that doesn't seem like a very big deal but back right. in the day where that was unheard of yeah. like that's it's crazy and it's smart that he would want to do that and so we get through we now we're going through the portion of making the dolomite movie and you see like how they get the dunbar hotel that they stay at and uh it's just very like very guerrilla movie making kind of at some points and uh you see the highs that they're like oh this is gonna be great and then you start seeing the lows especially after the movie is wrapped and like nobody wants the movie and Mm -hmm. rudy ray moore's he goes back on his comedy tour and he's like what the fuck am i supposed to do now right And, and uh but I mean, that's and I don't know, like for for a lot of actors that like I remember um, hearing about uh, the the guy who played the like main terrorist in that movie that Tom Hanks was on uh, based on a true based on actual events where some Caribbean pirates or some pirates from a certain area. Oh, took yeah, over yeah. A I am ship. the captain now. Yeah. yeah, like he I remember I don't I'm so bad with names to begin with, but the the main terrorist in that. He, he would tell people in interviews, like, after that film was done, he went back to just driving a taxi cab because that was his job, like, before the film yeah. came out or anything, like, after it was done. So you kind of just, yeah, you don't, and especially back in the 70s, like, the film is done and then you got to put it out, but there's there's that window of, like, getting things done and trying to sell it to people before it actually is. You can imagine the stress levels so. of that. Right, yeah. Like, also, like, oh my, like, you're like, what if nobody buys this? And now I legitimately am, 
Like this has a much happier ending than uh, the Ed Wood movie because at the end, Ed, you know how Ed Wood ended his like his life. He basically the end of that movie basically says Ed Wood died <laughs> alone and penniless. And you're just like, oh, oh yeah. that's sad. <laughs> but Jeez. Rudy Ray Moore, it's it's quite the opposite. Like he mm-hmm. was him and his crew were successful, and they went on to make six more movies and like Godfather of Rap and all that. Uh, it's. I can't really say much more. I will say, and it's going to sound super cheesy. I don't know why, but I was watching this right before. Uh, I was finishing this right before we started this recording. And the ending is very, very uplifting and very like, oh, man, this is very heartwarming. And I teared up. I started crying a little bit. And I was just like, I know this is romanticized, but goddamn, this is such a comfort movie for me. And it makes me feel so good. And it's, I took it out of my head that this was a movie. I'm just like... I imagine that this scene actually happened and like how amazing this would be like how amazing this would feel if this if I put myself in Rudy Ray Moore's spot and I was just uh-huh. I just got emotional and I started crying and I was just like ah oh, man this movie's so fucking good like the ending <laughs> the ending line and, and I love this line is uh, and obviously this was written I don't think Rudy Ray Moore ever said this but he said shoot for the moon and if you miss cling on to a motherfucking star like that oh, that yeah. made me that was a good. It's, it's a little cheesy, cheesy but, yeah. but like mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. I like the cheesy lines, man. I like it. So that's so that's why they work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really was, is that oh. the, that limo scene overall is really strong because they're the the crew mm-hmm. uh, in Dolomite's my name. They're all getting into the limo and they have um the the scene with uh Queen or not Queen B um what is her name in the movie though Lady Reed. The, Lady Reed, you know, says how much everything means to uh, her for having. Uh, That's a powerful scene. Yeah. And then like it leads that leads into them going into the limo, going to the premiere of the movie. But while they're in the limo, they're reading reviews about the movie getting panned left and right, mm-hmm. except for the one yeah. that Dolomite spins around or Rudy Ray Moore, Eddie Murphy, whoever he is, um, yeah. spins around. That it's it is a negative review, but it also says how it's so uh, uh, vulgar and coarse and everything like that, or yep. discourse and stuff. He's, He's like, like people would want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it it was just I thought it was really d- well done because they're pumped, they're getting into a limo. Holy shit, we're going there! But then when they're in the limo, they're like, "Fuck, why are we even on our way to this thing? Like nobody's going to show up." And then they get there, and there's a line around the block again for yeah. a movie that they're not expecting and then i was a little confused about this they are doing a premiere but then also maybe it was because there were so many people they had to do a second showing that didn't really make sense yeah. to me well uh, it was supposed to be just a midnight premiere right. uh and they were just going to do one because they didn't even know if people were going to show up but yeah he promoted it so well that they had to add a like it was a 10 o'clock a 12 o'clock and then they were like we got to add a two o'clock and he was like that's okay. the scene where he's like those people yeah. are going to be out there until 2 a.m and right. he's like, the guy's like, yeah. And he he sits there a minute and he's like, he tells uh, Lady Reed, he's just like, I've already seen the movie. Like, I've right. been in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to sit down. He goes, these people are here to see me. And Lady yeah, Reed just kind of gives the nod. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but that scene, I want to I want to rewind to that scene where they're picking up Lady Reed and uh, Rudy Ray Moore walking up, or Eddie Murphy's walking up and she's telling him how important this is and thank you for everything that you've done. And it's really powerful because she says, I have I've never seen someone that looks like me up on the screen. And she goes, I am a real woman. And right. seeing someone like me up on the screen, like makes me feel so and she starts crying. And I'm just like, F, I'm just like, this is a very good scene. It's a very good scene to make you feel the emotions for these characters because these were real people. 
yeah at the end of the day so right right it, it's a very heart lifting and, and at the end it gives homage like it's like rudy ray moore and his crew went on to make seven movies uh he was de- deemed as the godfather of rap and hip-hop and all that and like there's tons of uh artists that give credit to rudy ray moore there's tons of artists that rudy ray moore worked on in their albums like it's it's amazing how much of an influence he had and it's really sad that i didn't i'd I'd never found out about this until about five years ago because i mean i'll be honest with you i've lived a very sheltered white family life Mm -hmm. like i didn't i wasn't allowed to watch movies of this caliber until i started having friends you know i started making black friends and i was like oh they would show me they're like i I never saw dolomite but i i had friends that would be like hey you ever seen this or like we started watching like predominantly african-american like tv shows and stuff like that i was like Mm -hmm. oh there's that's when my world started branching out more and i was like oh it's not just this there's heritage and stuff all around and i i'm not a big believer in god but i thank someone to this very day that i was able to have those moments because i believe they have given me in my later life the open mind that i have now you mean it wasn't the internet and all those open minds out there no some of those minds (laughs) need to shut the fuck up so (laughs) but they should make a podcast where they review movies and then (laughs) yeah but no it was a it's a I, I I don't know if it's telling in this recording, but I've I've been ecstatic to do this episode. I've been ever since you agreed, like, let's watch them. I was like, oh, God, yes, I'm so I happy. Very blindly like, agreed. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, but <laughs> it's usually it's how something. Corey's recommendations work, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's it's same on your end sometimes where I Dang. don't know where I, what I'm I mean, I, we still keep saying it, but making contact, man, is a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I guess, uh, do you have any other, do you have some notes about Dolomite is my name? Not really. Uh, I mean, just again, like if you want Easier to watch this. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot more digestible than Dolomite. Uh, just again, I think if you want to appreciate this uh, or understand why you should appreciate something like this uh, collection that we've mentioned um, or discussed is... Dolomite is a hard watch if you just go in blind and you've seen other movies before. I don't know how to say it other than that, but like, uh, yeah, Dolomite is my name was good and it was and it did a good job of like the reason I say to watch Dolomite after Dolomite is my name is because like Dolomite is my name. It shows all these scenes. You're like, oh my god, he's like such a bad actor. But then you go to watch Dolomite and you're like, oh wow, yeah, it's That's how it was. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So I, it didn't what? hit me nearly as much as it's hit you with everything, which is fine. Yeah. Um, it was something out of my wheelhouse. Not so much Dolomite is my name, but definitely Dolomite. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want... I'm not going to compare him to Macbeth or anything, but clearly right, an important right. figure that um, I, I think I, I knew of Dolomite, but never knew his name because I did know of thi- uh, of Black's Boy... Black's, it's hard to say this. Blaxploitation... Yeah. And also I spell yes. it wrong, so that doesn't help me say it right. <laughs> um, that Like, I knew of that and everything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was entertaining. Um, I was not ready for what we watched entirely, though. Um, but yeah. it was fine. I wanted to go back to one of the scenes where I was talking about where he's doing that first Kung Fu scene and they're filming it, uh, which you don't know when you're watching Dolomite is My Name. You don't know that that's one of the first 
scenes of Dolomite is when uh, they're checking his trunk. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for all that stuff. And they do the fight scene, and uh, Wesley Snipes' character leans over to the director of photography who's filming yeah, the movie. The he goes, "Awkwardest is, kid in the world." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have his name here. I don't know if people will uh, oh, yeah, know his name. It. His name is Cody Schmidt McPhee. He mm-hmm. plays Nick. Uh, but he leans over to him. He goes, is there any angle that you can shoot that looks like he actually kicked him? <laughs> and, and Cody Smith McPhee's character leans over. He goes, there is no such angle. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I, I, he, like, he looks at it for a second and he like puts his hand, he, he looks at yeah. it and starts to talk. Then he puts his hand over his mouth and he's like, it's, I, mm, there is no angle whatsoever. <laughs> It's just little quips like that. You're just like, this is this this movie is is highly rated in my household, is what I'll say. So the cats love it. Uh, the, yeah, they always sit there and watch it. They're just like, oh, Rudy Ray Moore. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I wanted to. I guess though, I will say, like, along with this stuff, maybe check out his show Live at the Wetlands because that was it. Really captures how, and and that's why I say like I should have watched one of his shows i should have watched dolomite is my name and then dolomite because it's very much a thing of where you are watching this comedian this musicians this whatever first movie so if you know where they're coming from then you'll understand why suddenly he's in a parking lot talking about the titanic with a bunch of guys you know like oh this is his actual act i didn't understand that at all i thought that's just you know what happens sometimes um (laughs) in uh in arkansas or whatever but uh so that yeah so that was uh that's that's my recommendation is if you do watch dolomite um lead up to it do some research it'll be a little more easy to digest and just fast forward through the sex scenes because they're awkward as hell a little bit they are uh i was gonna say something else but i completely it, it just slipped through my brain uh, but I guess we could uh, let's uh, let's do a little bit of factoids from both of the movies. Uh, sure. I've got some pulled up here. Uh, let's see. There's I mean, we're not going to go into all the technical difficulties with uh, Dolomite because there's many scenes with, uh, you know, people in the background that shouldn't have been in there is in there or the boom mic is obviously in there or oh, you yeah. can tell that this scene, they only had one boom mic. So uh but I will see there's some here on here that we are reading from uh, IMDb. Uh, the film is noted to influence the works of filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino, rapper Snoop Dogg, and of course, comedian Eddie Murphy. Uh, there's some parts where uh, in My Name is Dolomite or Dolomite is My Name, uh, where he says uh, he knew Red Fox. And that's oh, funny yeah. because Eddie Murphy, at the beginning of his career, worked with Red Fox on a couple movies and stuff like that. Oh, OK. So. Uh, the movie was shot over the course of 17 days, which yeah, is amazing. That. That's that, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, that's what I was going to say. All I have to say is what you, how you can sum Rudy Ray Moore up is he likes to yell is what he likes to right. do. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to see some other ones here. The film wound up going over budget. No shit. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the film trivia is uh, a lot of, uh, how the movie influenced uh other rappers like old dirty bastard uh we have what was this the film was directed by derville martin who appears as the villain willie green which in the movie dolomite is my name they're like oh you're in these movies and these movies and you, it, it sounds like derville martin was like a huge actor but 
his roles in Rosemary's Baby or these other movies were very minimal. Like he played a mechanic or he played an elevator operator or oh, something yeah. like that. But I think the reason that he's known is because he was a black actor in a very white movie. Right. So yeah. mm -hmm. I think that's why everyone was like crazy about it. So uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Moore first developed the character of Dolomite and his stand up comedy routines. Uh, which was eat out more often, which we see in uh, Dolomite is my name. What what is it? Creeper has a copy of Rudy Ray Moore's Dolomite for President on his nightstand. Oh, Creeper. Okay, so Creeper. That's one of the ones. So the script called for a penny hustler, uh, which we find out Creeper, who is a he's a he's a druggie, is what he is. Oh, the guy who we watched walk down an entire sidewalk after getting a hamburger. You don't like his uh, his walking theme, though? <laughs> I don't care. It, I, I, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but what's funny about that character is the script called for a penny hustler, but Rudy Ray Moore and Jerry Jones were unable to find a suitable actor through Moore's acquaintances at, or oh Jones's acting classes. So after filming started, Moore and Jones were traveling down Western Avenue in Los Angeles where they spotted the exact type of character they were looking for hustling on the street. Oh they pulled over. Jones got out and talked to the man and Vanius Rackstraw was hired as the creeper slash hamburger pimp on the spot. That is a fucking name. That, yeah, Rackshaw, man. Vanius Rackshaw. Uh, so, what does this say? The boom mic is visible in many shots of original Xenon VHS to DVD transfers <laughs> from the 1980s. Great. <laughs> the film was originally transferred without the proper ratio gate, uh, yep. so that makes sense. And then in 2016, Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray release was retransformed from an archive print of the film at the proper ratio, so the boom mics are hidden in many shots. The Blu-ray release also includes a boom mic version of the new transfer, intentionally revealing the boom mics for comic effect. Nice. So, shout out to Vin Vinegar Syndrome for doing the Lord's work, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's move on over to Dolomite is my... My name. Let's find some trivia about this. Uh, many of the actors in this movie were huge fans of Rudy Ray Moore. So uh, that's ob obvious throughout this. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the movie was dedicated to Eddie Murphy's late brother, Charlie Murphy. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really, uh, really cool. And uh, I don't know how true this one is. It says this is Eddie Murphy's first R-rated film since life in 1999. And now that I'm thinking about it, Probably. The only thing I can remember after 1999 was like the adventures of Pluto Nash and daddy daycare. So yeah, probably was. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I love daddy daycare. So, uh, I mean, other than that, like, what is this? The, this move, this one doesn't have as, as much funny trivia or anything like that. Hmm. So, uh, but it does say most vintage Rudy Ray Moore movie scenes, uh, are recreated in there entirely with modern actors. However, there were many scenes like the bitch are you for real scene and the sex scene that were from human tornado or, uh, or the one where he says, uh, just drive other words. I can't say yeah, that's also from, yeah, that's also from, uh, the human tornado as well. So, okay. Overall though. So I'm thinking Dolomite, not so much. Dolomite is my name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Uh, it is two hours though. Keep that in mind. So even for a, it doesn't feel long. like it though. Like okay. to me, it doesn't. 
Okay, right. fair enough. Yeah. Like, well, even when we first watched it the first time, I was like, oh, man, this is a two hour movie. And then like we got like an hour and a half into it. And I was just like, it doesn't even feel like we've been watching this for an hour and a half. Like, it's just it was going that quick for us. So I guess we were just never really bored with it, which I cannot say the same about Dolomite. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess uh, out of how many how many thumbs up out of bitches are you for real? Do you give this, Scotty? <laughs> which one? Both of them? Uh, sure, you have to rate both of them. It's the first time we ever did a, two movies. So. Wow, Dolomite, I give it one out of five. It was, uh, is it, it was Dolomite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dolomite. Uh, but, but Dolomite. Like set some dynamite under it. Um, oh, man. And then uh, Dolomite's My Name is Fine. It's like three out of five. Like, I, I don't I don't know that I'd watch it again. Kind of middle of the road. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was the one scene where... <laughs> The one scene where uh, Keegan Michael Key and Eddie Murphy are sitting down to write the movie, and Eddie oh, or Rudy good. Ray Moore's throwing throwing out lines, and he's just like, "Yeah, you know, we, you know, all this," and he goes, "And there should be an exorcism." And he goes, "God damn it!" Wait, yeah, an exorcism? He, yeah, he, yeah, Key yeah. goes, "God damn it!" An exorcism because he's throwing yeah. everything else out there, and that was you know just but, when that movie was out, so. There's one little line that he goes, oh, we'll save that for another movie. And he puts the devil in Petey Wheatstraw, which is one of his oh. later movies. So gotcha. that's a homage to Petey Wheatstraw. That Petey Wheatstraw, I think, I like Petey Wheatstraw a lot more than I like uh, Dolomite because Petey Wheatstraw is an intended comedy and it's got funny bits in it and stuff like that. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, from me, say, I think it's the same for me. I, I absolutely love Dolomite is my name. I think everyone should watch it. Like you, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Look up Rudy Ray Moore, maybe watch one of his, uh, listen or watch or listen to one of his, uh, comedic, uh, CDs or vinyls, mm -hmm. uh, watch Dolomite is my name. And then if you want to check out Dolomite, cause it makes Dolomite a little bit better. Dolomite. If I hadn't seen Dolomite is my name and I didn't know about Rudy Ray Moore and I just watched Dolomite, I'd be like, eh. I'm not a Wait, big 70s fan. So you watched Dolomite of My Name first and then watched Dolomite? Oh, yeah. Why the hell <laughs> did you recommend this order? Even Rachel said, like, <laughs> even Rachel was like, tell Corey he told you the wrong order to watch these in. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. You should go watch Dolomite is My Name. And if you're curious after you watch Dolomite is My Name, watch Dolomite. So there you go. Yeah, I think, uh, do we know what we're watching next at all? You you talked about, like, music and food-inspired things. I didn't really have anything so in my I've, head. I've got an idea. So what I wanted to do, what I thought we could do in the month of March is basically, because we only really do two episodes a month, so yeah. it gives you a pick and it gives me a pick. Uh, I was thinking of if there was ever a movie that, like, connected so i know scotty you're very big into music so that's why i thought that brought that out i was like has there ever been a movie that like broke down something musically that you're like okay that's correct like it's doing right like because there's some movies that you're like oh my god this is totally not how it works like and oh. all that stuff oh, so wow. i'm wondering if there was a movie that ever like did it right in your eyes and you kind of like feel there is a movie that i have uh, uh, it's, I yeah, believe... you should pick yours because I have nothing. I'd have no idea. <laughs> I mean, so my movie that I would pick is the 2000, I think, 14 movie called Chef. Okay. Uh, it is a movie that John Favreau directed and he stars in along with uh, Sofia Vietiga. I can't, I don't know her. I can't say her last name. Uh, John Leguizamo is in it, but it's mm -hmm. basically the story of a uh, a culinary executive chef 
that is tired of the executive chef world and finally like he he basically gets a food truck and makes it his like basically because like it reignites his love for the passion is what Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. and i thought it was a very good movie so i don't know i don't a lot of people don't talk about it so i was thinking that maybe we could watch it it's i think that's another netflix one isn't it uh no it got it got an actual theatrical and dvd blu-ray release so it's 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 out there okay so uh it might be on netflix though so it's on one of those streaming platforms more than likely so yeah all right okay well this is a first maybe not a first we had other ones but that'll be the next one then we'll just do chef we'll just plan on that that'll make it easier yes yeah two for two (laughs) well i didn't say i enjoyed this week's ideas but uh Ah. yeah I was I was counting on your enthusiasm to get us through this one. I will say that. Look, so, um, I, yep. did you enjoy it more than Tenacious D? Oh, I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> stick around for an extra segment. No. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let's do let's see if you remembered the outro this time. Uh, yeah, I sure did. If uh, <laughs> so, if you're getting a little bit of static, don't touch that dial because you're right where you need to be. You're in the static zone. Zone. See ya. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's that Doppler. <laughs> Hell yeah. There it is. All right. We're out.